I am unashamed. What about you? So, Jace, what? Yeah. Are you live? Are we, on, are we live? We're live. Oh, we started this thing. <laughs> well, the previous podcast, I was telling you about this the weekend I had, but I didn't talk about my second event, which was when I went to, I went to, I did an event in Elkhart, Indiana. Do you know what that's famous for? Elkhart for elk, maybe? <laughs> There's no elk. That, I asked that. that I mean, that's a good question. Yeah. I said, where are the elk? They had one elk made, a, somebody made a statue of an elk, and it's like, Half of his body was the American flag, and so when you enter, you oh, see this cool. elk. Yeah, yeah, it was cool, but there's no. Do you elk. think maybe there were elk there a long time ago? How do you get the there's name? No elk in Elkhart, which I thought was really weird. Did anybody ever explain that to why they're named that? No, they tried, <laughs> and they. But then they told me. Then they used that as a segue to get on the real thing that Elkhart is known for. I can't believe I don't know. It is the RV capital of the world. Really? Yes. And I guess you mean they make state, them there? What state? Do they make them? Indiana. 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 Which the reason I go to Indiana, I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I love the people. Yeah, I've Indiana. got two events coming up this year. It, I'm so it, excited. Th- this is the infrastructure of the working spirit of America. Those people, I mean, it's electricians, it's a lot of RV manufacturers. I, yeah. I met all these people. I mean, but there's chicken farmers and there's different aspects of our society. But they just, I don't know, every time I go up there, I think I could live here. I mean, it, it's, I really love Indiana. We've so, had a lot of visitors from Indiana. Well, guess what? And I was in the, the VIP meet and greet, and so about... I don't know, 15, 20 in, this guy's like, well, when you go back, you know, tell your dad I appreciate him. And, I, you know, people say that. I pretty much get that at every event, and, uh, by the he way. He said he, he baptized me two years ago. Huh. And I said, really? I said, he was up here? And he was like, no, I was down there. <laughs> he, said, he said, I was one of those crazies that y'all talk about that said, you know what? I'm going to. Driving down there to see if I can get Mr. Phil to baptize me. And he said he did. So. Thought that was weird, but I can't remember his, remember his name. But what I was going to say is, so in a weird turn of events, they actually, because I couldn't get to Elkhart because my schedule was so tight because I was speaking the night before, so I actually had to fly to Chicago, drive two and a half hours. but And then I left from a different location in Indiana. But do you know where I stayed? While I was there, I stayed on the campus of Notre Dame University. Really? I did. Yeah, because that's right. They have a hotel that looks like a building in the Notre Dame. I mean, we we pulled in. It was a lot nicer than I thought. I mean, it it was just spectacularly nice. The campus is unbelievable. So I had a weird thing happen because the hotel didn't look like a hotel. It just looked like we were going into class as a student with all the other students. There are students walking around. I mean, I'm on the campus, not yeah. like I'm beside it or Did you I mean, go I, see did you go see Touchdown Jesus at the Oh, you're not going to believe this, Al. So I so I go down and me and my assistant. So we go down to the stadium and a guy comes up and he's like, "What are you doing? Don't you have practice?" <laughs> and I Looked at Bonnie and she looked at me. He's like, I didn't fear you for the quitting type. I said, Who's he thinking of Rudy? What? So, so he's like, I'm like, huh? And he said, So you didn't make the team. I mean, you're out of shape. You look homeless. You hadn't shaved in years. You've let yourself he go. He said, Go back. <laughs> I thought, do they do this? <laughs> Ever since at, Rudy, at, that's yeah, how they treat I was like, everybody. This is Rudy. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> welcome to Notre Dame. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. But I thought I would tell that because when I went down there, which I did, I kept visualizing that happening. Yeah. I said, like, when I get back, I'm going to say they have a person that does that. <laughs> I thought I was a crazy person. 
I got, you got I, me. I, 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 I thought I, it was. You're getting pretty creative over. <laughs> don't let this podcast go to your head, son. Well, my He's point is, I kept stuff down. <laughs> my point is, I kept thinking that was going to happen. <laughs> I mean, if he could lie about that with a straight face, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we could trust. <laughs> no, oh I kept goodness. thinking this is where Rudy was. So everybody I would see, I would... I was just going to interject and say there are a few known conservatives who have tried to speak at Notre Dame, but they didn't, it didn't, it didn't work, work out well. Well, they said what they I know, it's really was, sad. I was on, look, the, the event I did was 20 minutes away. From was, Notre Dame? Yeah, from Notre Dame. Okay. But Notre Dame was closer to the, ho- to the airport. By the way, so, what is the term Notre Dame? Well, what exactly is that? What's, what's that? That's a good question, Phil. You I'm know, I've never up. thought about it. What is it? What does it mean? It's I'm some kind of foreign state. I know when <clears throat> I know when we were over, we were at the Notre Dame Cathedral. Remember, we saw it in Paris. Yeah. So I don't know if it's an homage well, to that. A, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I, I will say this: it's Catholic base, right? Right. Well, yeah, it's a Catholic I'll, university. I'll tell you this: when I was at the hotel, the feeling I got was the same feeling I I got. When I was escorted out of the Trump Hotel, yep, <laughs> because everybody there was dressed swankily. <laughs> Is that a word? Swankily, swankily. <laughs> Probably not a word, but I think they'll get it. <laughs> we can yeah, add that to Jace's growing lexicon of words made up, right? I mean, swankily, swankily. No, not. I didn't have an N in swankily. <laughs> Swankily, they were dressed swankily. I can, I can so promise you got that's swank. not a word. Al, you look up. Swank. I look up swank. So Notre Dame meaning. Oh, listen to this. The Notre Dame meaning is Our Lady of Paris. Our Lady of Paris. It is a medieval Catholic cathedral on the. It's a something I can't pronounce. An island in the on the Seine River. Well, boy, we have breaking news here. All right, Jace, swankily is a word. Bam! Put it on the board. I have waited my whole life (laughs) because Phil is a grammatical English guru. He knows a lot of vocabulary. I'm not a guru. You you have a master's degree in English. Uh, In education, and then my minor was English. And you're good at but it. But I actually, I wonder when. So the, swankily, Jason, and I guess to, it takes it a step past swanky is strikingly fashionable or luxurious, yeah. ostentatious or pretentious. Can we just have a moment here of <laughs> exhilaration? Because I was embarrassed. I thought, well, I screwed up another word. No, I actually brought that one it's back. We're in First Corinthians 15, the resurrection. So I forgot what I was even going to say. Oh, so. I was oh, it's an adverb for swanky. Yeah, that's swankily. Yeah. So it is It is a word. Hmm. So what I was going to say is... You can co- have swankliness as yeah. well. So I asked the guy, and once again, you're going to find this fascinating. So three weeks before this, because, you know, I've been doing an event every weekend for the last month. <laughs> and I had this month circled on my calendar and as if I can just get through this. Because I've been doing TV show four or five days a week, 12 hours a day. We're doing podcasts. I'm going all over the country doing these events because COVID pushed them. Right. It's not like I've been scheduled them. These are all things. They're all that, stacked up. Yeah. So, uh, so three weeks before, I was in Tallahassee, and they had the event at this antique car museum. It, some guy had, had accumulated all these antique cars. It was fascinating. Well, this event was at a museum of RVs. They had a big room that looked like kind of an airport hangar. Yep. And a 12, almost 1,200 people stacked in here. Wow. I was shocked <clears throat> how many people were there. And... uh <clears throat> So I took a tour because the way this, the event was scheduled, we did this meet and greet. Then I had an hour while they were eating of nothing to do. Right. And so the woman who run and her daughter who runs the RV tour for the museum, she said, would you like the tour? And I thought, 
Well, I have nothing else to do. It's very awkward to sit in when other people are eating at an event and you're not eating. It's an awkward thing. And I did eat later, and I'm going to tell you something. Good food. I've done events all over the world for years, and I never eat. And and I didn't get my my little thing of food until I left. And I drive back to I'm the same way. I don't Notre eat. Dame, which yeah. that was another thing, because when I walked back into this hotel that was swankily decorated with <laughs> museum art, Jesus knew with everyone in a like a suit or it just you talking about feel out of place. Because when I stepped up there when we checked in, I could tell she didn't say anything, but that woman looked at me like. Is this some kind of homeless operation? You come to Notre Dame for you're, a night, and you're carrying your little lunch box that someone gave you. Well, down when there. I came back in, I had the, the lunch, and, and like you just come from the shelter. They were looking like, oh, and there was a couple over there. What up? Look, the guy literally had a pipe with nothing going on. Uh. He wouldn't, you know, smoke in an environment a pipe where people get. But I'm just gonna have the pipe for the look. They were looking at me like... I bet he had a tweed jacket oh, on, Oh, this is ghastly. <laughs> this guy has brought in... Ooh, let this person in. Because so, when I looked in the styrofoam container, look, they basically had a whole chicken that they had grilled, but it had a look about it. Mm-hmm. Like, hmm. And they just had potatoes. I mean, this was medieval gladiator style. Yeah, meat and no potatoes. silverware. Eat with your hands. Just, here's, a, here's you a chicken and some, and potatoes. some potatoes. And I thought, I'm going to try this. It's like you were at medieval times. I loved it. It was excellent. So I got a hotel room. I said, needs room service. I got this. But anyway, so when I asked the guy, that when I was telling you uh, that I'm at this museum and they gave me the tour, so it was fascinating the how RVs had evolved. I saw the first one, 19, I think it was 11, 1913. I mean, somebody just had the idea. Let's hook this thing up to the back of whatever you're pulling, and you just saw all the years. I mean, they had it. It was really, really nice. So it starts out with the one you pull, and then it goes on up to these current ones. Well, and now the current ones, they say they cost up, you know, some of them cost a million million dollars. I've been in some at the LSU tailgate. They were $750,000 rig. Yeah, so my father-in-law. You're talking about swanky. So I thought, this is perfect. Now I have a talking point with my father-in-law because he's into RV. Oh, that's right. you got to remember, my father-in-law, on multiple occasions, he has called me because he was in his RV and he was going to come to my place. And he's like, "Hey, could you do me a favor? Could you trim your trees, you know, on your road?" <laughs> and I was like, "For what?" He's like, "Well, I'm bringing my RV. I don't want to get it scratched up." <laughs> I said, "No, no. buy a smaller RV. It'd be hard <laughs> to get him where we are." but i thought he's gonna love this because now i i went that you need to come up you went to mecca this is Mecca. he was like well do you see any of the new ones i was like no i was looking at the history of i'm not but he was all like "Ooh, what are the new yeah what's coming out new next anyway so here's what i found fascinating because a few weeks ago i was in tallahassee this was old car well this was old rv well, the guy in Tallahassee, remember I told you he's 22 years old, yeah. 21, put the whole event on. This was two guys. They put this event on, both in their 20, their brothers. Uh, they were a little older, like 29, I think he said it was. Said he was. Not, not affiliate, not like working for a church or anything. They just, they have normal jobs. I forgot exactly what they did. But they just thought, let's do an event and call it an outdoorsman yeah, supper, I guess. Yeah, like, the like a game supper. Yeah, yeah. They don't try to make any money. They just like the the tickets or whatever. They pay me, yep. you know. And but they want to get the gospel out. It, and I thought, man, what is going on? I feel better about this country. We have this is twice in a span of three weeks where twenty something year olds have planned an event where literally thousands of people gathered and. I would assume a lot of unchurched people and Which is, wrap it around something in the outdoor world. Now, the one in Tallahassee was to that, – that money actually went to uh, a nonprofit thing right. that helped girls, teenagers, have a place if you know they had a tough family life or right. whatever, or they were in, for troubled teens or whatever. This here was just one goal. Get a guy in the outdoors world – 
that people will come listen to and then share Jesus. Let's take a break. So, Jason, we were talking about this. Do you find treasure or does treasure find you? But you had an interesting take on that uh, concept and idea. And uh, one of our sponsors, uh, BattleBox, has an interesting question. How are you going to find your new favorite piece of outdoor gear? It In BattleBox, it finds you, uh-huh. ah, which I really like. And so this shows up uh, at my house, and, and I get a new – this is for outdoor uh, survival gear, you know, things we use both in hunting but just in the outdoor world. And so I, I try to show you a new product every time, and I thought this was an interesting one, Jace. Huh. It's a little uh, – you know, weatherproof jar of matches. Not a jar, but it's kind of like a plastic tube. Holds your matches in there. They burn for 30 seconds. You can't, we tried to light one on, they did on the other podcast, and you can't blow it out. It also says it's waterproof and windproof. Exactly. I'm going to have to strike one just to look at it. I know it. Well, we're going to let you do that, but we don't want you to set the place on fire, so we'll do that after we go off. So uh, anyway, we want you to check these guys out. One, one, person said this is the best gear i never knew i wanted so once you get it and you sign up you're going to love it here's what you do uh, from now until march 31st you're going to get a free mystery box worth 115 dollars or more with any new subscription at trybattlebox.com slash robertson that's t-r-y-b-a-t-t-l-b-o-x.com slash robertson so you get a free mystery box worth 115 dollars right now trybattlebox.com slash robertson that's pretty handy. Oh, that's, that's a good idea there. Yeah. I like yeah. that. <clears throat> I love it. You're right. There's hope for America. I, I was just so impressed. I kept trying to, I was quizzing them the whole time because I was trying to say, well, what is the, what group is this? He's like, well, there's no group. He's like, him and his brother, They the group was in the front seat. And I met their wives. <laughs> they are the group. kids and, you know, it's like. And and they can I said, now you think they're that how many are you expecting? He's like, Oh, when we got to a thousand we quit selling tickets. He said, But they'll probably be twelve hundred when you include everyone. I was like, And you think they're gonna I just didn't believe I just didn't it just didn't feel right. When I stuck my head in there, I thought, Well, you pulled it off. You got them. I mean <laughs> packed. And it was a great audience, a great atmosphere. The food was great. Yeah. And so, which by the way, those of you doing events, that's a big part of you're going to do something, especially get a lot of men there. Make sure your food is good because that's a big component on these deals. You don't want to lay an egg on that if you got them coming. So, and you got to remember, I didn't. So, I did this weekend and we filmed the week before and I was out of town the week I'm doing all these events. Well, the last, I guess it's been two weeks, I've been having this condition and I wasn't sure what I thought had happened was a couple weeks ago I was up under a house and we were hunting for the for the show but I mean there were you know when you go up under a house there's a lot in, of stuff in, in the south <clears throat> there's a style of stuff living under there things go there to hide especially with teeth claws and little stingers so I remember one day I was getting a headache really bad but I hadn't had time to go to the doctor and so I took a shower that night a couple of weeks ago, and then I get this pain. And you remember the when I had the earwig? The wig. earwig. Yeah, and I thought, you know what? I think I got another earwig. And, but I just and they and I, the the internet says they never go in your ear. What would be the odds you'd get two of them? Now I'm like, now I have another one. Or I thought it was a critter. Yeah. So I tried to just mind over matter. No, it's not going. Sometimes on. that won't work. But this weekend. I mean, I, I, I was so miserable. I mean, like when I stood up in Indiana to talk, I kept saying this. I didn't think the mic was working, but the problem was. You just couldn't was, hear it. I couldn't hear myself. Yep, I've been saying I have lo- I had 100% can't hear anything in my right, and my left was a little wonky. So as soon as I landed, while I'm sitting out, if you remember from By the way, that's another thing that doesn't help ear problems is air travel. Right. Because you get the pressure. Well, and the yeah, the pressure was so severe, I thought my head's fixed to explode. Right. I mean, I, I'm I'm dying here. I you know how it is when you start thinking, uh No wonder you uh, honk the horn at that sleeping woman. <laughs> well, yeah. But while I was on that runway just doing nothing for watching, you know, thirty or forty minutes of my life evaporate, I, I text one of my buddies in the medical world and I, who I duck hunt with and I was like, Look, 
I'm fixing to leave again because tomorrow I leave and go out of town for another week. Right. And I'm like, I have got to do something. You know, it's Sunday. I can't. I mean, unless I go to the ER. But and wait I'll, there half a day. Yeah. Well, right. And I just thought, can you come look in, in my ear and say, I think I got a critter in here. And I, you buried, I think he died, which is what I thought. I said, I think he got in there and I had two days of discomfort. But now he's dead. And, and I can't hear anything in the pressure. Now he's like, just gumming up the works in there. So he's like, yeah, I'll come tonight after church. So I was like, okay. And I'm because I was like, I'll pay you for your time, whatever. You know, I don't want to, but I, I, I'm in misery here. So he come, he comes by, brings his dad as his assistant, and uh, and then it had gotten worse during the day. Yeah. And so he looked up in there and he started. Mm, mm. I was like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> you never like so, to hear a medical professional go. Mm. Look, that joker got my head on the side of my table, and. Uh, you know, there was, there was, he was pouring something in there and he was grabbing and make a long story short, 15, 20 minutes later, when, when that came out of my ear and it, it was like a plug out of, out of a wine bottle. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, life, <laughs> all the pressure. <laughs> now it turned out no critter. It was just. Earwax. It was, but as a plug, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I mean, I had the same thing for you. Frightening, years ago. disturbingly large. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. very gross. And yeah. I was like, "Well, gee whiz, no wonder I couldn't hear anything. No wonder <laughs> exactly. I thought my head." So I, of course, you know, he's my buddy. He wouldn't take any money. So I was like, "Here you go." I'm, I'm, because right now in this moment, I would give you everything I have <laughs> for the relief. I said you... everything I have. I would just sign it over to you. <laughs> And just start over because I felt so much better. But the best thing I could think of is I had two bone-in ribeyes. Mm -hmm. And I just handed them to him. And I said, please take them. And me knowing him as well as I do, that actually was more, that was better for him than well, any he other. A, he had a faraway look in his <laughs> eye right. and he thought, good trade. He's the one every time I come back from Alabama, I bring him some smoked bacon from a place down there. Well, I was making sure I didn't, you know, that we weren't just on an island in the medical world, you know, there's procedures. But, I mean, the guys, I mean, it literally was like, and so now doing this podcast, it's amazing. Or you can hear us I, I could hear y'all. I can hear myself. <laughs> and I, I told Missy about it, and she was like, because she, <laughs> she's not here. She's seeing the grandbaby. And uh, she was like, well, maybe you'll quit hollering the whole time. I said, was I doing that? She said, yeah, you were, you were just – Going up a decibel level, but I wasn't going to say anything because I thought, well, why is he? Why is he? I was like, well, babe, I couldn't, <laughs> why is he hear, yelling I couldn't hear what I was saying. You need to do that before it gets to that stage. Well, Phil, I thought something was in my ear. I, I think it was a, in your Well, I know, but it, I had this done with the earwig. That wasn't too long ago. I, I've wondered year this, or two. I've wondered the same thing because when I had the exact same experience, Jace, and when <clears throat> they, I mean, uh, old Wayne did mine in his office, remember Wayne? Uh, yeah. Douglas. And when he dug all that out, it was so loud. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. everybody's just got to like, y'all are, it sounds like they were yelling. It was so loud. It was like I had one of those, remember the yeah. old, when that's they had the way the I was yesterday. Yeah. All, all day. I wonder if I could hear birds a, chirping. A southern part of the United States makes that earwax, well, whatever. I guess it has something to do with the drainage. We have so much drainage because of well, all of it. He said, too, he's like, well, look, when you're out digging in the dirt all the time, you're getting stuff in your ear yeah. and, you know, the wax build up. I don't know how anything would get through that maze of. That's what I thought the hair. I mean, was. you got hair covering it. And, but he said, there's a lot of dirt in your ear. And, uh, they sure to bathe more. Have you ever well, thought about just I, bathing more? I said I use soapy water, and but I mean I get dirty yeah. all the time. I mean I'm I dig around in the dirt all. The time. <laughs> so, but now, I mean I that's why I said I was I'm hearing dogs bark in the distance, birds singing. I actually just wandered around <laughs> just in my yard, listening, like you were a deaf man that been here. I can hear. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's embarrassing. And I was trying to tell Missy, but every time I start telling, she's like, oh, this is gross. This is making a skin coat. Don't tell anybody that this happened. I was like, I'm telling this on, on the, the podcast, podcast now because you said don't tell it. What I what I thought, so when they took mine out, Jace, that his assistant was a was a nurse, and every time he would dig out another bit of this stuff, she would go, oh, ooh. I mean, like yeah. she was like commentating on how bad it was. Well, what the reason I'm telling it because we're in First Kings 15. I'm like this body. If you hadn't noticed, because I forget. It's breaking down. Oh yeah. It, it, <laughs> Have you noticed that? There's yeah, things. And, and you're not even. You're still relatively young, Buck. Well, compared to you. There you go. But compared to this other society, no, I'm That's an right. old fart now. I did tell it. Tell the nurse man. We call him the nurse man. He duck hunts with us. I did tell him. I said, for the next well, he time. Told he told me not to say who he was. Yeah, we're not saying his name. Yeah. yeah. Nurse man. Yeah, nurse man. So. I told him, I said, yeah, check out one of my ears. I want you to. And you had the same problem. Well, yeah. Which is what I'm saying. We're getting old. I I always thought it was kind of the, I have so much sinus issues. I thought it was coming I just told him to bring his tools. Next time he shows up, we'll just check it. But the bottom line is no matter what you do, the body's breaking down. And when Jesus, or Paul, makes the connection of, I mean, he makes first these philosophical arguments saying, if the dead aren't raised, we're all doomed. I mean, there's no faith. There's no. We're we're just a big basket of doom and devastation. You got to remember, both the Apostle Paul and Peter referred to their bodies, our bodies, their natural bodies that we were given at birth. Uh, they did both say they're tents. <coughs> which tent. which right. <coughs> which it's gives you that idea temporary. of yeah. temporary. Let's take another break. So we got a brand new sponsor, uh, and I'm super excited about trying these guys because I've discovered as the older I get, you know, in the old days you could just, you know, get you an extra cup of coffee. Or some of the young people do these superpower energy drinks, and you just keep on going. But that doesn't quite work as much anymore, Jason. I don't know for me. I don't know. You're, you're not quite as old as I am. But So one of the, one of the things these guys, it's called Human In. And they've got something that they call Super Beats Heart Chews. And I've, I've heard of this product before, so I'm excited that they're sponsoring our podcast. I'm very much looking forward to trying it. But it's a new way to start your day. You know, I have to worry about those pick-me-ups later on. This is going to give you energy uh, as you start. They're uh, plant-based. Uh, they can become part of your morning routine. You don't have that caffeine crash later in the day. Uh, they're, they're clinically researched. Uh, they're grape seed extract. You know, so it's all natural, uh, which is really good. And, and they really help with your blood pressure, which is what I'm excited about because I got I inherited from mom some blood pressure issues. So check these guys out. I'm going to be trying them myself. I'll let you know. Um, you get up to 45% off plus free shipping if you go to superbeats, B-E-E-T-S, superbeats.com slash fill. Theirs is the best offer available anywhere. That's superbeats.com slash fill. 45% off superbeats.com slash Phil. But you remember when Paul said he had a thorn in his in his flesh? Right. and he was Because that's what I was saying. I've been doing all this stuff for the Lord, or the Lord's doing it through me, however you want to say. And I was like, I got, I have this earwig in my ear. During, I just take, because I have prayed the whole time. I'm like, I'm so miserable, even at the event. So one time it was an earwig, wasn't well, it? Well, that was, yeah, I I had an earwig in my ear. Now, now, the difference in that was when that thing got in my ear, it was searing pain. I mean, I was crying out like, you, I'm, Take I'm me going, to the hospital. Yeah, take, call 911, I'm dying. I've been invaded by an alien. <laughs> it is taking over. There's blood going to come out the other. I, I thought, oh, it's, it's over. I'm either going <laughs> to... <laughs> But I, I'm not making light of that. But I was with you when you said it because our listeners were sending us things saying, "Oh, that's a myth. They don't really cry on your ear." And I was like, "Your point was it's called an earwig. Why would somebody call it?" I looked it up in the on the internet, and they said it was a myth. Right? It's not a myth. It's a reality. And look, I've had people come up to me at events and argue with me. (laughs) They said they don't get in your ear. I said. One didn't get the memo. It crawled in my ear. 
and tried to kill me. But to your point, it's called an earwig. They don't call it just like a neck wig. That's why I never use look up the internet. I said, no. Well, it's true, Phil. I like, wondered how long we would ear go ear for that. Your ear, and they say, no, you're wrong. Right. It didn't happen. You're like, well, we looked I. up what what Notre Dame <sighs> means. I could be wrong. Somebody typed that in there. Right. That it was, I'm not sure why we call, what did it say? It was a hotel in Paris? Yeah. I don't know. That's probably true, though, because they have the Cathedral of Notre Dame. It's in that same region, so that's probably where it came from. I'm going to tell you this. I was... What 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 I there was a couple of takeaways there because I, I never finished that story but the guy I was grilling him I was like these we drove out of the city we got over here and all of a sudden everybody seemed not rednecky but uh, close I was like but over at Notre Dame he's like well they're a little more <laughs> there it's a little more liberal over there he said that yeah. you know but I was like well, you remember who the mayor of Notre Dame was until he ran for president. Pete Buttigieg, he was the mayor. Well, what I said Ooh, was, is I said, <laughs> and number two, I can't believe that Brian Kelly left here to come to Louisiana. That's true. I thought right now he is going through a culture shock. <laughs> and he said, well, you know, he did start trying to talk with a with a country, yeah. uh, you know, uh <laughs> He did it at slang. the basketball game yeah. only in Mike. I saw the video. But I see why now. <laughs> Because to say where I was staying was uptight is an understatement. I mean, it was like, oh, you've entered, you've entered. So he just needs in some crazy Cajuns to get his life oh, right. Man, is it, but it, you know, you wouldn't know that unless you went up there. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about that there was not a one sprig of grass at a place on that campus. Yep. It is pristine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. And really, the outside of Notre Dame Stadium, it looked like something from the Gladiator days, just the way it was shaped, but but new. I don't know. I guess you sit on TV and you see, because it's tradition, they have the field, and right. it's old to me. Right. It is, out, a, it is old. It is old, but from the outside, oh, it's majestic. Yeah, I mean, it, it they just, spruced it up. It just had a look about it. I'm like, I mean, I was ready to run out the tunnel. And say, like, <laughs> let's, let's give it well, a it's like, but I don't know when's the last time you've been to Tiger Stadium, but... That's old, and it looked old for a long time, but they've spruced it up now on the outside. It looks a lot better. Same thing. Right. So it was a great event. I love those people there. Um, I mean, it was – I really feel like the Lord is going to start something there from our gathering together. I I just loved it. It I think that's awesome. Before we shift gears into getting to our text today, which is uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 35, I want to mention a couple of things. Uh, mentioned before, Dad's got some really good uh, information, new information, on phil.substack.com. So check that out. Uh, also, don't forget about Uncanceled, which is you go to Amazon and get it. Be sure and do a review. And we mentioned before about Ukraine. People are still looking for places to donate. And our onekingdom.org is a place you can do that. Make sure the money gets to some people that need the help. So I want to mention all three of those. So we're in First Corinthians 15. It's been a little bit because Chase has had some wild... Rabbit holes. He's well, talking about. Well, life happens. It does. So we get to that point of the resurrection body because we've talked about the last couple of times we were here in this text. We talked about the importance of the resurrection in terms of how it relates in the gospel. So he's going to take it to another level and actually talk about what the resurrection body will be. And uh, he says in verse thirty-five, someone may ask, "How are the dead raised? With what kind of body?" Will they come? And so, you know, that's a, a question. And you think about it. I mean, people dwell on that all the time. You know, they're like, well, what, what's this going to be like? Well, are we, are, are we ethereal? Do we float around in a cloud? Everybody wants to know what, exactly what it's going to be like, you know, in the thing. But he says that question really is a foolish one because he says, how foolish? Which I find fascinating because so many people want to ask that question. But he said, that's Including not a, me. I know. He's I mean, like, I've asked that question. How is this going to work? I mean, what kind of body? Which we said in an earlier podcast, what happens if I'm at the tip of a nuclear bomb and I'm literally incinerated? How in the world could I come back? Right. But he said His point is, if you pick up an acorn and then look at where it came from, you're like, how could this 
turn into that. But just a seed, perhaps, I guess that would be a better place to yeah. insert acorn. Right. Perhaps a wheat or something else. Because you think about it, if you put a piece of corn in the ground, and you say a this kernel is corn. of corn. Yeah, I'm eating. Or like and you, it looked you, like nothing you put in there. And then all of a sudden, pfft, here comes this green stalk. That's right. And you're like, what is that, corn? No, it's not. Full that, of what you looked at to begin with. Like it's, a bunch of them. You would commonly think that's not corn. Right. I saw corn. Corn is a little yellow kernel. And they're like, but that's corn too. We refer to them as the same thing. Well, what's the difference? You got two different bodies. Yeah. But they're drastically different. Right. Now, when you get to, when you look at all the verses about Jesus, maybe I should pause there and just keep reading. Right. Because Jesus, it was him. Remember when he got his new body? Yep. And then 1 John 3 says our body's going to be like him. Right. But he was drastically different in that he could do things with the new body that was incredible, like change his shape, go through a wall. Look like a different person. Look like a different, you know, he... He could elevate, levitate, levitate. I guess. With, I mean, we could body. fly. You get up out of this atmosphere not too far, because one of the planes I was on, the uh, I think they had a hole in it, because the air it was so it was the coldest <laughs> I've ever been in my life. There was air seeping from somewhere, and we everybody just kept putting every clothes piece of clothing there. I said, like, "Why is it so cold in here?" And I was like, "I think we're out in the atmosphere." <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's slipping in on us. I don't, a little bit about negatives. That's a different story. Hang on. Let's take well, a break. Well, hey, I, it's the coldest I've been. <laughs> let's take a break. In my life, it was so cold. So, But here's verse 38 is the key. But God gives it a body as he has determined. And then he goes into all this stuff. He gives the different kinds of body. All flesh is not the same. Men have one kind of flesh. Animals have another. Birds have another. Then it gets into the heavenly body, bodies as far as like stars and yep. the galaxies. Comets, asteroids. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. yeah, and the splendor of the earthly bodies is another. The sun has one kind of splendor. The moon and the stars, stars differ from star and splendor. I think you got to take a time out right here and realize something, though. That when what Paul said in Romans 1 that says, based on what has been made, God's eternal power and divine nature can be clearly seen so that all men are without excuse. Because here he, he affirmed that. Just the different kinds of bodies that we have and the regeneration. I mean, I think, what, yesterday was the first day of spring? Well, what happens with spring? Everything takes shape that the the shapes that are they then bloom into another shape of body you think that's just an accident yeah that god gave you all these visuals of that metamorphosis thing that happens in life and have you noticed that it doesn't happen it's like you just one day all of a sudden look up and say oh spring's here like no matter what the calendar says, all of a sudden you see everything start turning green, and you're like, <clears throat> "It's springtime." You know, it's just by looking at it. Dan called me yesterday, and he said, "They've just I have some information for you from some of the some of the powers that be that the planets, Mercury, Venus, uh, Earth, Mars, you you start from the closest one moving out." All of that matter, the sun is bigger. It's The, the sun itself is 99% more volume than all the planets put together. Just, just four or three or four of them have like a rocky something you can stand on. Right. Most of them are just gas and yeah. whatnot. Right. But as far as just matter... 99% of the matter that we have, the sun is, is, has 99% of it. Wow. We are so small that we, I said, well, I knew we were a speck, Dan, from just looking <laughs> at, you know, at the planets on the left and the right. I knew we were not that large. The sun, it, it takes up 99% of this... Well, what do you Solar call? system. 
Yeah, the solar system right here. Ninety-nine percent of it is the sun. And according to the world, we're beyond tiny. We're we're like a, well, we're one. We make up one percent the Earth and Mars and Jupiter and the ones I mean that are close to us there. But Phil, according to the world, about the Earth and most of us will never traverse the Earth itself. It's so big. We are compared to us. We are accident beyond a speck. So when he's talking about these, the heavenly bodies. There are also heavenly bodies. Well, I'm just giving you an update from yesterday. Dan called me. He's all excited. He said the sun takes up 99.9% of all the matter. Well, Dan's that, behind. I knew that. The sun's <laughs> bigger than all the state. I mean, all the the planets, the planets combined. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it's and it, but Way my point bigger. is the world says all of that is a result from an accidental explosion with, with no intelligent behind you're, you're saying what I told Dan. I said, Dan, the explosion, what what we are from the explosion, if that's what happened, I don't believe it is. I said, I, I've been calling us a speck. We're smaller than that. We're like tiny, tiny. Well, then you know we're that. a little tiny heavenly body, you know, and it's we got two on our left, you know, Mercury, Venus. But the power Earth, of all this, Mars, those are the but ones even that, rocking. Phil, is not the power of what his point was because when he got to 42, he said, so will it be with the resurrection of the dead. The power of all that is is that your body that is sown is perishable, verse 42. The body that is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body, which I think that last That's why he said to them to begin this little session, that's why he said, if it's preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? And then he's elaborating on what he was saying there, which is... Worthy of note. But to Jason's point, too, Dan, think How would it. this guy have even known to make... If he just dreamed this up, boy, that was quite the dream to write down what we are reading. We're like, how in the world? But again, the, the most... That a guy 2,000 years ago, had he come up with this information? The most amazing thing is all those things we talked about, the sun, the universe, the red dwarf that, by the way... Millions of our sun would fit into. They've oh. already found that. Oh yeah, so all oh, that yeah. is perishable. All of it. It's all dying. Yeah, including we our all, sun. But look, yep. Phil, I'll tell you more than that. That uh, that star they found 15 years ago, or maybe it was more than that. But Canis Majoris, which at that That's time the one I was, was about, the yeah. biggest one. Well, it's sun number seven. Now. Oh, now they found. They done found six bigger than that. <laughs> you say, well, how big was that star? And so I heard somebody speak one time. I've said this before, but he said, well, let me tell you how big it was. If you compared it to the earth, and if the earth was a golf ball, you could fill up the state of Texas two feet deep in golf balls into this star. So that <laughs> many, Have you that driven many, across Texas lately? <laughs> that many earths would fit into this star. Two foot deep, knee deep in golf balls across the whole state. There's places out in West Texas where you won't miles and not see it. Boy, that explosion, I told Dan yesterday when he gave me that information, I said, Dan, all I can say is that explosion that the atheists say happened, it it was quite the doozy. And in the last 15 or 20 years. We we came out of the explosion a tiny dot. Well, and in the last. Let's take a break. And in the last 15, 20 years, we found six stars bigger than that one. Yeah. But I think it's awesome that Paul, via the Holy Spirit, trickles all that down into us, individuals who die, who worry and wonder about what's going to happen after death. It reminds me of the story of Matthew 22 when they came to Jesus and they were trying to trap him. And what if a woman is married seven times? I mean, now who's going to be her husband on, you know, at the resurrection? And he's like, you're ignorant of the scriptures. and You don't understand the power of God. Now, then everybody dissects his, what, what his analysis was when he says people will neither be given in marriage and, 
or they'll be like the angels. And then everybody's like, oh, there's no sex in heaven. And they're, because obviously we'd be eternal beings, but they're missing the point. If you can put a body on all these stars and then the galaxies and the planets and all the little details, the little bitty bodies from the mosquito to the mosquito hawk to the bat to the, you have all these different kinds of body. You're not, you're underestimating the power of God. If you have the Holy Spirit of God and you're going to be resurrected, whatever this body is that your mind cannot wrap your head around because you're ignorant of the power of God, it's way better than you could ever even imagine or contemplate or, yeah. you're not worried. We're not worried about, oh, well, I don't know if I'll recognize my wife. I mean, that that's kind of how foolish our thinking yeah, is. Yeah, what if I don't know the people I love? I mean, how old will I be? Because I really, I was great in, when I was 25. You're I mean, running into your mate that you spent a few years with, and you're like, who are you? I'm your wife. Oh, I didn't know that. You're, you're <laughs> underestimating the potential of having a God who loves you that literally is not bound by the laws of nature. He he creates, I mean, that Canis Majors, how big it is, he created that. Right. In less than a blink of an eye. <laughs> He's going to take care of your body. You're going to like it. What I like about it, Jace, is that Paul has such a, which really should help us to your point, that he has such a casual way of describing it. If you think about it from God's perspective, to us, we would be, it's like a farmer. Time to plant. You go out, you take all these seeds, which are dead plants, and you replant them, and it grows up. What do you do? You come in, you harvest them, you start the whole process again. No big deal. He says our death and burial and then ultimately our resurrection is just like that to God. In other words, he doesn't view that any different than a farmer that grows a crop. That's why he made— That's how casual it is. That's why he made the analogy— in the third chapter when we were there from yep. a, from a, they were all divided and they were following him and they were following there. And he's like, look, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. He, he then made a analogy of life being given in the farm world. Now yep. he's doing the same thing here That's right. when it comes to the resurrection. I mean, cause the key thing is God makes it grow and that's what the world misses. They, they, Miss the fact that when you stick the kernel of corn in the ground, something or somebody that you cannot explain, no matter how much you, you put it in the realm of science, something is making that grow. And they making think, it change form. And I they think noticed, if you put a bigger name on it, it makes it like photosynthesis, like, oh, yeah, I noticed. It's just like healing was the other thing yeah. I was going to say. When, when they, it, they patch you up, well, who's making that heal? Yeah, how does that heal? When he finally gets to 1 Corinthians 15, we've already covered Matthew. We studied that in detail. And he was talking about all these things that were going to happen that we're now reading about in the Corinthian letters. He's explaining Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Correct. If you want to say, well, he's explaining the promise made way back when he said the seed of a woman will be the savior of the world, will give you all this. But all of the history of the whole thing is brought together in 1 Corinthians 15. First, the gospel, which was the thing from the beginning. Yep. Verse 20, Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. First fruits of those. He goes back to Genesis. Death came through a man. Here's Adam and Eve. The resurrection of the dead comes through Jesus, a man. As in Adam all die. He's bringing it all together, the whole story. In Christ all to be made alive. Each in his own turn. He goes back to when Jesus, they killed him by hanging him on a cross. He's the first fruits because three days later he said, check this out. Check this body out. I can fly. I can move. I can go through walls. There's nothing limited now. When he comes, so now he's saying, here's the end of time. Those who belong to him. I, I just want to stress to our listeners, the end will come. That's the end of the world. When he, Jesus, hands over the kingdom, you say, what's this waiting on the kingdom to get here? <clears throat> Sometime in the future, the kingdom's going to be created. He says, no, when this ends, there is no thousand year reign or nothing, all that stuff over there. Nope. He's going to hand the kingdom over to God the Father after he's destroyed all dominion and power, and the last enemy to be destroyed is death. He said, so he's bringing you up to date 
how could he be handing the kingdom over to God at the end of the world if it's another thousand years? He well, says, but no. you've opened up a can of worms there. <laughs> I mean, so what does it mean? Because that they're going to say, well, what? And we believe the kingdom that, would have to be there if it well, was handed if the over. The kingdom to God. is here, and we're reigning as sons and daughters of God on the planet now. Correct. But people. The reason they think it's a futuristic thing is because they're like, well, there's no way we're reigning. But when you think about it, if you have the Spirit of God in you, of course we're reigning. We're, we're reigning That's because right. we have the message that gives your plan, your purpose, and your evacuation That's right. of my point. the planet, which would make you the most dangerous and the most powerful person on earth. That's why I brought it up. God's spirit. Which That's why I brought it up. It, if, whether we're killed or not, or martyred or not, or whatever happens to us, we die of cancer, whatever, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Because well, we know we're going to come out. I want to say this, because Phil brings up a good point. Time is, is one of the most misunderstood things there is. Because, so when, if you have an injury, so let's, in the unbelieving world, they say, well, we've got to take some time and let this heal. You know, they can do what all they do. What exactly is time going to do? <laughs> pass. To heal this. It's just going to pass. they're like, well, you just need some time. He'll be out six to eight weeks. Yeah. Why? Well, the time is the healer of the body. It, is that actually accurate? Is time actually healing? Nope. Or is there a process Time just passes. that no one can understand outside of believers? Where Because people say that. They're like, boy, if I could just see a miracle, you know, if I could just have a miracle, you don't heal me. It's happening every day. Yep. Time is passing and people's injuries are being healed, but you're taking for granted that there is something out there called time that has some kind of medical kit <laughs> that's going in there and allowing this... To heal. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. And so then on the church side, we have the misunderstanding of time because everybody's waiting for good times to come our way. They're like, because it can't happen here. When actuality, you can actually have joy despite all the, the pain and the problems because God has given us this hope through his spirit. I agree, and that's a perfect jumping off place to overtime because <clears throat> I want to talk about not just that aspect of it, about the kingdom, but also there's some other misunderstanding in the religious world and Christianity about the resurrection body itself and what that looks like from this text. So I want, I want us to kind of explore that a little bit in our extra 15 minutes. Remember, it's blazetv.com slash unashamed if you want to get this bonus content. So we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.